Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Hey everybody, good morning, good evening, good night, whichever you're listening to the 167 Podcast. Today we've got a special episode uh, Pastor Shannon is currently in D.C., so I thought what better idea than to bring on our student pastor and to kind of give a little teaser of something we have coming down the train, but also kind of let us know uh, what what our students have been up to this past semester. So, what's up, Justin? What's up? Hey, man. How are you doing? Should I say, hey, how's it going? Is that kind of the natural... Well, um, I, yeah. Hey, Shannon, how's it going? You know, hey, Justin, how's it going? All right, let me try. Okay. Hey, Josh, how's it going? It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so what you been up to? Oh, man, um, a lot, a lot. This semester has been jam-packed. You know, of course, you know, we start the school year with a big event, Jesus's Life Weekend, and it's our kind of our D now, and... Um, it's kind of the kickoff to our school year, our semester. Uh, it's a big, huge undertaking. So kind of coming off the heels of that is always like a mm-hmm. it's a challenge because yeah. you want to keep the momentum. I'm a momentum guy. Anybody knows I like to keep the ball rolling. I like to keep pushing forward. And it, it's sort of a – it's such a, an amazing weekend, but it's also draining. So you got to switch gears really quick, flip a switch, and then get into the the – the routine of the Sunday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, small group, um, kind of back up a little bit, you know, with the beginning of the school year, um, after Jesus is life weekend, we, um, are able to introduce, um, new students to the, to the yeah, student yeah. ministry, new families, hopefully mm-hmm. to the church. And then every year is different. Every student group, um, dynamic is different. Yeah. Um, when the juniors become seniors, every senior class kind of uh, takes charge and kind of spears the way they do. And then, Mm -hmm. and then the group kind of takes on their personality a little bit. And so I mean, right. Even like down to to middle school and and what um, Kristen has been doing with them. So definitely want to talk about that a little bit today, but um, we've got a lot going on. We've had Mm -hmm. a lot going on um, from August to now. It just seems like a blur. Yeah, seems like two weeks we've been going strong, but uh, we we'll we'll un- unpack a little bit of what we've been doing specifically. Well, and and I guess probably one misconception that I probably want to address right now is like a lot of people think we build to Jesus' life, and then that's the big payoff. But that's the start of the build for the year, and the um, Jesus' life is just the tip of the iceberg, where all the work is actually after Jesus' life. Yeah, we build from it, not yeah, to it. Exactly. You know, um, you, know you and I start, <clears throat> excuse me, talking about this weekend, you know, February or March of the, the previous school year. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of dreaming up, and, and you know, we we spend all spring and, and some of the summer trying to get ready for it. But you're right. I, I, we work from it, not f- up to it. Usually yeah. a retreat weekend, D-Now weekends are – normally held in the spring mm-hmm. and you work up to it and yeah. we like to work from, from it, it mm-hmm. because it's such a big momentum builder for the entire school year it's a great way to kick the school year off we mm-hmm. just you know some many years ago we decided to buck that trend and go early fall right but the the kicker is you gotta av- uh, avoid football season yeah right but you can't still be kind of in the summertime. So it has to be, we've literally got we have one week, one week yeah. and it's got to be then it is, it is hectic mm-hmm. for people with the beginning of the school year, but we feel like people are uh, flexible and gracious enough to roll with us with yeah. that. Yeah. And, and uh, it's well attended, but more than that, like it's an opportunity to get kids and their families involved in the life of our church that maybe don't have anywhere to call home. Yeah, which is a big, mm-hmm. you know, to me, that's why you have it at the beginning of the year. So you can have that all year long. You can work from it, right? right. Instead of up to it. You yeah, know? yeah. And I mean, because cause that's a big, like, um, we don't do a Jesus life for a look at me. Like, we're able to have this big event. It's more, let's get as many people as we can plugged in for the 
for the spiritual work that we're going to do throughout the throughout the school year. Yeah, I I I don't I never looked at our weekend as a an in-house for for our just for our kids kind of event. Yeah. You know, it really it it's become an outreach mm-hmm. um uh vehicle, you yeah. know, for for our church, not just for our church, but just for the gospel. You know, it's it's been a a very fruitful uh, event over the years and and this year was amazing. I mean, I, my friend Brian Scoggin was our speaker, and he, yeah, he, he just did killed it. it. He did a great job. Yeah, he killed it. He's an amazing guy. So, um, so, so uh, let's talk about what happens with our students after D now. Like, where have y'all been in the fall this year? Yeah. Um, so, we w- usually in the summer, sometime in the summer, I'll start, um, or, or late spring, early summer, I'll start. Uh, I'll try to get ahead and go. Okay, what are our first three series of the, of the semester? Because really, three series will get you to Christmas time. Okay, right. So we'll, yeah, um, we're in our we're in, we're in series two right now, mm-hmm. leading up to Thanksgiving and Christmas, and then we'll do some sort of Advent um, series series toward the end of the year. Yeah. Because you know, it, you'll you, with you with, you got all the holidays. You got Thanksgiving, which are coming up on, and then Christmas. So you don't. It, it you know it's going to be kind it's of dicey after hit and miss a little bit attendance wise, but also like you don't you're not going to have you know you have a week off here, you have a Sunday off here, you might have some holidays thrown in, so you can't get into a rhythm as much during the Christmas holidays. Right, so you try to hit it hard before then. So the first series we did to start the school year, I, I kind of just I've done this series several times over the years, but I just in my heart is and and hopefully. Um, this will be a teaser for 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 the for the new podcast. But so, um, my heart is for corporate and private worship, right? But not just the musical side of it, and we'll get to a lot of that later on. But like, um, we started the year with a series called "The Breath in Our Lungs," and basically, we wanted to um, we wanted to define worship, what it is, what it isn't. Right? right. Yeah. Is it just relegated to a Sunday morning? Is it relegated to songs, to lyrics on a screen, to mm-hmm. singing, to musicianship, to all mel- chords and melodies? It's way deeper than that. You're right. It's what we were created to do, and so I, I just it, it, it's probably just more of a reminder than than it is. Oh, that's just, it's a shocking revelation. We are created to worship. We all kind of know that. If you're a believer, you sort of know that. But what God wants from us is our worship, and mm-hmm. that extends beyond the Sunday morning, um, you know, time. Corporate, yeah. Uh, it's very private, and, and and what we do on a daily basis, where we go to work, we go to school, we play a sport, we do this, it's all worship. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think that's the aha moment that, you know, because I get to sit in the back, and, and I'm here almost every stir week, so I think that's the aha moment that I saw sitting in the back is uh, students realizing that it's not, worship isn't just singing. Yeah, and it's not. And I think even as adults, we kind of uh, put worship in a box as we're going to do it two times before the message, two to three times before the message, two times after the message, and then we're done until next week. Yeah, we have this routine. We have this rut that we're in, and this is what worship worship is supposed to be like. And and I want to read kind of the, uh, the tagline of that series that we began the year with was, worship is a response to what we value most. Yes. It's just a it's a it's an outpouring of whatever is in the heart. It just happens. Like worship mm-hmm. is a I don't want to call it knee jerk reaction, but it, it it just happens naturally. So uh, for instance, if if um passionate tendencies. Right. Passionate tendencies. Whatever I'm passionate about, that's what I that's what my worship goes to. Mm-hmm. Um if I'm passionate about my job or making money or um this sport or my family, all good things, necess- uh, not all bad things necessarily, but yeah. what happens is our worship gets pulled away from the one true um, object or direction of our worship, which is Almighty God. Right? right, right, yeah. And so what God says is is He wants to realign our hearts so that all the worship goes to Him, and then all the things that we're passionate about below that and, and subsequent to that they fall into place and they they work themselves out. They mm-hmm. they, they there's a there's a um, there's a kind of a balance, right? There can't mm-hmm. be any balance in our lives if 
all of our passion, all of our love and affection are going towards the things of this world instead of God first and foremost. Yeah. Those things fall apart if our worship isn't directed towards God first. Yeah, if that if if our aligning isn't correct, nothing's going to work out because we've already got we're starting with a cattywampus uh, foundation. Yeah, yeah, and then we start, you know, then we start making idols of things that were that maybe God gave us, yeah. right? Even our families, we talk about this kids. all the time. Our kids, like, yeah, and and I, I, you know, I love my kids, you know, passionately more than anything, and I would lay down my life for them, but my kids can never come between me and my worship my love and affection for, for Jesus, yeah. right? They mm-hmm. can't. Like, I can't really, I can't love them well if I'm not loving Jesus in response to his love for me first. You know, I, I really can't. I'm limited in that. So, you know, I can't put all my eggs in the basket of family, occupation, uh, sports, even even good things like ministry. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we, we mm-hmm. tend, people that work in a church setting or, or, or have, are, are called to ministry, full-time vocational ministry, we tend to, because we spend so much time doing what we do, we tend to worship ministry sometimes. And yeah. That becomes an idol. And anything that becomes an idol is God is 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 a jealous God. God says, no, no nothing's going to come between that. So it's just kind of redirecting the heart to understand that worship is beyond music. It's beyond the Sunday morning times, Wednesday night times, and it really is, um, you know, putting our priorities in order. God comes first he deserves my affection and my mm-hmm. attention first before anything else. So. Yeah. And, and so is there, uh, outside of um, just kind of, you also went into talking with the students about how to prepare your hearts for war- worship. Uh, what do you, what do you want to talk about that? Like give us, because even, mo- I mean, most of our listeners are adults, so I'm not going to, but, even as we come into worship on Sunday, we haven't prepared our hearts for worship. Mm. And so uh, talk a little bit about like what you were teaching the students on how to prepare your hearts to actually come into our corporate worship. Yeah, and this is something that's not just for students. I, I want to make that clear. I think anyone who's listening, just know that this is a, um, we didn't pare anything down for uh, the the teenage mind or heart, we we feel they don't like, want it pared down. No, they don't, and that, and that's something you and I have talked about a lot. Is yeah. like they will anyone, uh, most people will rise to a, uh, a a standard of whatever whatever depth we throw out there to them um, spiritually speaking. They most people will will rise to meet that. They 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 like people like to be challenged. Yeah, um, I like to be challenged. Mm-hmm. Um, and a challenge comes in different forms. You, you know, you don't have to beat someone over the head to challenge them, right? Right, right, right. But <clears throat> I, I feel like with students, especially, um, you know, middle school, high schooler, um, we don't give them enough credit for their, number one, for their intellect, number mm-hmm. one, for their ability, their capacity to, to think about deeper things of their faith. And sometimes what one of the, maybe this is, uh, you know, something for an episode later on. Yeah, for, yeah. But, I feel like student ministry today, sometimes we have dumbed down things because we don't feel like younger kids and students can handle it. And I disagree vehemently with yeah. that. Yeah, and, and I feel like that is actually an out um, oppressor of cult, of an outlying thing from culture yeah. about how like um, us as adults, we're supposed to see kids as like lazy and don't want to do anything and want everything handed to them. Yeah. And if you treat them that way yeah. long enough, sure. But, yeah. they, but they're not that way naturally. Yeah. God didn't create them that way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my eighth grader is doing algebra, okay? Like, if if she can do algebra... I can't do algebra. I can't, I, I can't even help her with her homework. There's no... I was like, Mom, Allison, please come help. I, I'm terrible at math. But if she can do algebra, then, then, then we can challenge them... Spiritually. Spiritually with mm-hmm. some deeper concepts and thoughts and help them to go deeper because the deeper they go they, they find that 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 life that realm god's realm is is an ocean like they just can't go they can't even go deep enough to, to reach the bottom so if we challenge them they will they will rise to that that level they'll rise to that occasion and, yeah and and going back to the worship 
the idea of worship, but I think the, the biggest thing about preparing our hearts for worship, and I challenge the students way, and I challenge, you know, I tend, I try to challenge our church every Sunday, whether it's through scripture reading or just a thought that I had that God put on my heart in a in a in a moment that we have, is that you know if I'm not worshiping God privately, and I don't mean just um, with music or you know. Uh, even with 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 singing necessarily, but if I'm not spending time with the Lord privately, then my my public worship will be um, half hearted at yeah. best. Yeah. Um. At worst, it is fake. Mm. Right. Yeah. Half hearted at best. Worst at worst, fake. And I, you know, and I've been. Of course, I've been there. Yeah. And I've led worship for twenty. Almost I've, 25 years. I think everybody um, yep. has been. And how yeah. often did I just mail it in? Mm-hmm. How often was I, I, I show up and I just had a bad week or something's on my mind and my heart and I can't get free of that to just be centered on God completely? And I mean, that's human nature. And it's not like a, oh, every time, you know, I'm not, I'm never going to come in under per- perfect circumstances to worship. Right. Right. I'm going to have to battle some things. So and and clear some things out of my mind and my heart to be able to worship, and mm-hmm. that's every Sunday. That's every day, really, right? So yeah, I mean, and that and, and preparing our heart, our heart for worship is just really, uh, it goes every sort everything goes back to spending time with the Lord. I mean, the more time I spend with Him, the more natural worship becomes. Yes, right. It mm-hmm. just and and all of a sudden there are kind of manifestations of worship, maybe publicly, privately. That surprised me even, you know, emotions, tears, um, things that kind of come to mind and heart that, you know, that God puts there that I need to deal with, right? Right. Like repentance of mm-hmm. things and I forgot about. All those things matter, you know, when it comes to, and all of that, every bit of it is worship. We talked about how repentance is a big part of worship because when we repent of, of sin, like, then the door is wide; it flings open for um, fellowship to be restored with God, mm-hmm. and so intimacy and all that stuff. And that's where worship comes from. Worship comes from intimacy with God, closeness yeah. with God. It doesn't come from the worship leader singing a certain song that you love and it it brings out emotions. I mean, that stuff is okay, but it's not that I wouldn't consider that worship alone. That's a vehicle. It's a vehicle for sure. Yeah. You know, we don't create any atmosphere. The Holy Spirit does that. Yeah. What we are do, what we are is vessels. You're, you're a vessel at, mm. at at your spot. I'm a yep. vessel at my spot. Shannon's a vessel at her spot. Mm-hmm. And even the people sitting in the chairs are vessels for the Holy Spirit to come in and work and move uh, on a Sunday morning, on a Wednesday morning where we're at. You know, I mean, it, wherever we're at. You know. So. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So what? Uh, listening to your um. Uh, series on worship has been fantastic, but also seeing the um, response and because what you do on a Sunday night is that um, we'll we'll sing songs and then you'll do a message and then after the message you break out into small groups and hearing the discussions in the small groups is um, almost more important than anything that happens in that night. Why don't you? Tell them why those small group times are so so important and how it really helped them latch on to what you were teaching about worship. Yeah, I mean, so several years ago, um, the structure of our Sunday night gatherings changed drastically when we introduced the breakout groups to to that you know that setup. So before it would be just worship, you know, I would speak. Um, and then we would worship again. Obviously, we had games and stuff. Yeah, at yeah. The beginning. I, I, I skipped over the games. Yeah, and I mean, just no, no one wants to hear about that because you know we tend to think that youth ministry is all well games and yeah, that's all like having fun yeah. and you know a little bit of Jesus sprinkled in and mm-hmm. that's not it at all. But I it's, mean, it's Jesus with a little bit of games sprinkled for in. sure. I mean, you, uh, fun is a is an element we have to you know you know obviously um, we, fun, fun as. As my friend C.J. Hart would say, fun is a core value, right? Fun yeah. is a core value. but And worship is fun. It is. It absolutely is. And to me, to see a student really kind of 
kind of lock in to a moment of worship mm-hmm. with their peers and go to that all those kneelers and that cross and 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 grab somebody by the hand and say, hey, will you go pray with me? And in a response time, and that's what you're kind of getting to, like that response time at the end after these breakout groups are so crucial. But anyway, going back to the, that breakout group, I can't, I got to take the opportunity to thank, number one, we have amazing young adult leaders. We really yeah. do. And without them, those breakout groups don't happen. That you, you know, most of them came up through this youth group, this student ministry, and they are, sort of getting giving back, mm-hmm. right? They're doing for others what someone did for them. And yeah. so really proud of that fact. They're mature. They 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 lead well. Some of them are just out of high school and some of them are in their mid twenties. So right. when I want to say college students, just young adults. We yeah, just call them young adults. But um we've got maybe ten or twelve that come and help every Sunday night and they don't get paid to do it, but they love those kids well and they they develop relationships with those kids get the same group every week mm-hmm. you know and and um you know they're able to 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 be um kind of for the students to lean on not yeah. just on a sunday night but hey you know call if they need prayer if they need you know if they need anything they're, they're there for them and so there's a little bit of mentorship going on there too but so those breakout groups are super crucial because you know they'll have a i'll i'll give them you know some 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 discussion questions based on the the message, but um, they'll get deeper because yeah. they'll start talking about in a smaller setting. They're able to, you know, talk about some personal things, things they're mm-hmm. going through that they wouldn't do in a in a larger group, which is right. important. And then after that, after we wrap that up, there is a response time, a worship response time where they um, can respond together whether it's individually as a group they can pray they can sing they can you know grab a leader and say hey i I need to talk all those things happen in that in that 10 minute response time which is beautiful that's what we want you know so uh, it's not just singing songs for song's sake it's really it's you know i I could care less if it's if if there's almost no singing going on if if there's prayer and you know people are kind of as as they'll you know, preacher, you say doing business. If people are doing business with God, then <laughs> I, I, that's what that's what it's there for. So. Yeah. Um, before before we make a pivot to um, our college students, because you mentioned them, um, Sunday night isn't where it the only place that um, y'all minister to our high school students. Uh, you also do. Um, you are the chaplain for the Valdosta High School football team, and you uh, deliver. Don't you do a devotion pretty much every day with the high school football team? Every day, every weekday, we I do a devotion um, with the team, and it's something that um, our coach um, really, really wanted, desired when he first came on as the coach. You know, I met with him, and, and of course, he's, he's a good man. He loves the Lord, and and he said, look, he said, I, you know, I came from, you know, the college game, and we had a chaplain that, you know, that, you know, spoke to the team every day. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, I'm volunteer, so I, 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 I kind of went every day. Like, <laughs> And he's like, every day. He's like, they need it. Wouldn't you agree? And I said, yes, I agree. And yes. I accepted the challenge, and it's been really great. I mean, obviously, you know, it's a no, that's a whole other ministry, but it is, it's a, it's a mission well, field for me. And, and we have students that are on that team. So that's do. why, that's yeah. why, uh, and, right. and you've now had players that have come to yes. stir. Yeah. Just because, show up. Yes. Right. That didn't have a place to call home. Yeah. And that's to me, like, that's when the light goes on for me and going, Oh, here's, here's what God's doing mm-hmm. through that. You know, I mean, yeah. sometimes it takes me, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of blind to that sometimes or, or, you know, or just unaware, and then God kind of hits me upside the head with that realization that that those are seeds that are planted, right? You know? So yeah. anyway, it's good. Um, good and the, there. and then on top of that, you you'll also have um, community groups on Thursdays Thursday night for the girls and Friday morning for the guys. Yeah, um, which you made a pivot with this year. So kind of talk about um, what you were seeing last year. 
uh, you made the pivot and how it's working out. Yep. So for and you can talk about how Allison is killing it with the girls. Oh man, she's killing it. So for for about ten years almost or more, um, we we have been doing Thursday night um, small groups, uh, small group Bible study for girls and guys separate. Right, All, girls mm-hmm. meet at a location, guys meet at location, which makes sense because they need they time do to yeah talk about specific things for each group, and they're tailored to each you know each group. So my wife leads. The, the girls group has has for many years, and that's going strong. It continues to meet um, on Thursday nights um, at at our house, right? Mm-hmm. So we clear out. They the girls take over, and yeah. they have a great time. They, I mean, and she'll have, you know, she she has a great group. I mean, they're so, the girls are so committed to that group. I mean, she's had up to thirty girls before in our, in our living room, which is thirty high school girls is it, that that's it's insane, but yeah. So, um, a lot of estrogen, a lot, a lot. And, you know, and they laugh and cut up and I've come, I've come in on the tail end of their, you know, cutting up and laughing and they just have a great time, but they get serious and, and, and they, they, they deal with issues there too. And, um, and, and, and my wife leads that group so well, along with, um, two or three other of our, our, um, young adult leaders. So, but then in the guys, we're meeting on on Thursdays, and and of course we try to meet in homes. Um, so we the guys have skipped around to different um, homes of of guys in our group. Yeah. Um, but this year we um, it was actually Emory Paramore's um, idea. Now, good anybody who knows Emory, my good friend, he is one of our young adult leaders, and he had the idea of doing a, a Friday morning Chick Fil A Bible study. Yeah. Right before school, mm-hmm. and um, man, that has been amazing. Like we've had guys show up, and it's real a really consistent group. And we'll add a few. You know, we, you know if you have a high school um, high school guy, um, we meet at Chick Fil A St Augustine. Shout yeah. out to my friend Charlie Cruz at Chick Fil A uh, St Augustine, right there near Lowndes High School. So any any grade ninth through twelfth high school guys, seven a.m. Mm-hmm. at that Chick-fil-A every Friday morning. And so that's been really good because it kind of pumped some life back into that group. Um, so we've just sort of tried to experiment with that group a little bit because guys uh, are, are have been a little little different than girls as far as um, their obligations like on a, on a Thursday night. Yeah. Like practice and other things. So we found that, that there was a con- there's some conflicts there that, well, hey, what do we do it? What if we do it on a on a weekday morning mm-hmm. instead of you know a Thursday night? And so Friday morning being end of the week, easier to kind of you know navigate. And they, it, we've had a group of twelve to fifteen every single week. So that's awesome, pretty good, yeah. you know. And and it's crowded in there, but um, because it's such a you know we have to kind of huddle in a corner. But it's it's been really really good. And a couple of my young adult guys helped me with that too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about Portal and um, uh, what what you have going on there. I don't know how many people know this. I was a part of your first week of Portal. Yes, you were. <laughs> yes, you were. Yeah, back, way back. Because yeah. when I started with the church, I was a uh, junior in college. And so, and Shannon had been doing Portal for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And unbeknownst to me you'd taken over and then me i was one of five people in the room and i didn't go back you were still we were still meeting at the church i believe yep correct Mm -hmm. yep yep and i don't you know it's funny i'd forgotten about that yeah i forgot about that yeah (laughs) so so tell us what's going on with portal okay so our our um our college um group meets at our house on monday nights um and we uh, you know, it obviously, <clears throat> you know, the, the content is going to be a little bit uh, more geared to college students. But like we said, you know, we, you know, we never want to dumb, dumb it down. We don't want to, you know, we, no. we want to, that group, I'll say that group wants to go deep and deep, deeper and deeper and deeper. They desire it. Um, it really, it really challenges me, honestly. Um in my study, we are actually in a series walking through the book of Revelation. And that is a book a lot of people don't touch. Oh, no, they don't. And for 
for pretty good reason. It's scary. It's confusing. There's a lot of ways to interpret it. There are is there it are, literal? Is it imagery? Right. And there are some things that are very literal, and then there are some things that are are symbolic by design. And you know, I've read I've read more commentaries on Revelation than maybe any book that I've ever studied. And you know, and I like I I think I say this every week to them. There are trusted theologians in from every discipline that will differ in their interpretation of some of the things in that book. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, they don't, they all agree on the, the, the bottom line of the book. They all agree. Right. It is, it's uh, the revelation of Christ at the, at the, at the end of all things. Like when, at the end of history, when Jesus comes back and Kurt Cameron is, left behind, Kurt Cameron left behind, but, but a little bit more theologically sound than that. No, no, no shot at that, but um, good movies. But well, so, I, I, in the last podcast, we were, you know, we've been talking about Israel and Palestine in the last couple. And I just, I just happened to have a wild thought. Um, and I Googled it and the left behind series is like sparked in sales and was like Amazon in Amazon's top 10. Wow. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, well, the, but to, there's a um, there's kind of a hunger for people to know, you know, what's coming, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. whether they're Christians or not, they they you know everybody wants to know, you know, we talk about the end of the world or the end times and all that stuff, and there's a lot of there. Unfortunately, there's a lot of like bad um, inform, misinformation and yeah. bad theology on this subject and. You know, we're trying to wade through that. Um, I've got a couple of resources that I use for this. Um, one is Eugene Peterson's amazing book called Reversed Thunder. It is a it is a, a commentary on Revelation, but it's in Eugene Peterson's style. So you right. know, his style is he's just sort of this this crazy, creative, all over the place, mm-hmm. brilliant mind. He he was a brilliant mind. I mean, he was, and you know, uh, one of the great. Christian writers of of our time, but his his book is one of the resources that I use in this series. And um, of course, he's solid. So I mean, we know that he's not gonna he doesn't have any kooky beliefs when it comes to um, you know prophecy and mm-hmm. apocalyptic things. And, and that's where like people get a little kooky. They do. Like it can be a a sound preacher, and then they start <sighs> talking about that, and you go. I don't know about that. No, and and you know what? There are things that I still don't know about. I go honestly in in the last. I did this series several years back, and none of none of the people that are in Portal now were here for it. So I figured it was figured yeah. it was time to do it again. Mm-hmm. And and we've had some people ask for it um, in our in our group, and so I, I reluctantly I said, okay, we can, we can jump back in. And I was, uh, I, but I learned something every time, of course. And um, one of the most interesting things is that you know we we can disagree on some of the some of the symbolism and some of the things that are in there but um, the one thing we can't disagree on is the, the core belief that Jesus is coming back right right mm-hmm. um, when he's coming back is up for debate no one knows the day or the hour right but and and, and I think and, that's the only part that's not up for debate is that no one knows and in what order you yep. know pre yep. pre-tribulation mm-hmm. mid-tribulation post. post there's all sorts of thoughts on that and I won't give my 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 or what phase belief. we're living in yeah I mean you I, know there are people there are sound people that debate that man I just tend to believe we're in 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 Last days, man. I, yeah. I, now, last days is began with Jesus's, you know, mm-hmm. birth, death, and resurrection. Right. Now, that's the. Yep. But and who knows how long it'll last, right? No, so yeah. there's not as to me, it's not about a finite number, right? Right. And so, again, going back to that, this number doesn't necessarily mean this number, right? Right. right. They're all it's you know there's there's symbolic of, mm-hmm. of a larger you know, a bigger picture, right? right? So, and that's what we're kind of wading through. But the one, the coolest, the cool things about that I've gained about this series and I, I've, I've learned and I've been able to, to, to pass on and, and is, is to kind of, uh, give them, uh, something that will spark their 
interest in this because it's, you know, Revelation in, in the first chapter, it's, it, it, it comes with a blessing. Mm-hmm. Like anyone who reads and studies this book will be blessed. Now, we don't know exactly what that blessing is, but it's the only book of the Bible that, that comes with a promise of blessing for those who read it. Yeah. And that's super pr- profound for me. So why would we avoid it? You know, it mm. might be a little scary. It might not, it might be confusing at times. There are things that we're just not going to put a bow on and just be able to completely say definitively this, this, and this. But we know the big picture of the book, the bottom line of the book is solid. Yeah. Right? Correct. And so it's been fun. Mm-hmm. It's been challenging. I've, I've read more on, 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 on um, the subject than I, than maybe anything I've ever done in my life. So it's been really challenging for me, but it's been good so far. We're, we're about four weeks in. So uh, Goodness. Yeah. It'll take probably take us to the end of the semester. Okay. All right. So I, um, I think uh, we'd be remiss if uh, – Kristen isn't here, but I think we'd be remiss if we didn't touch on our middle schoolers as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And I know she could give a way better description than either of us could – but let's just talk about how great uh, Kristen's doing with our middle schoolers. Yeah, and now when 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 we when we as a church made the decision to bring her on to 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 be over the the, the middle school component of our student ministry, um, it she has done a fantastic job. I mean, she she loves kids well. Mm-hmm. She uh, um, she can relate to kids for to middle schoolers, which is difficult to do. Yes, I can't. She do can. That. She is patient with them, which is almost more difficult than relating. A- absolutely. And so, <laughs> shout out to her because it, you know middle school ministry is tough. I, I can't think of a tougher ministry. I think it's the toughest. The, it, it is and because it is the, collectively more people are going through their hardest time of their life. Yeah. Well, not hardest time, but most confusing. In their minds. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going through the most change. Yeah. I mean, it's easily got to be the most confusing and hardest time that they've ever experienced so far. Yeah, for sure. And she handles handles them with grace and, um, and, and she's, and, and they are teaching some, some good formative stuff too. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we, we have to look at our children, our students, our college students, young adults. Those are the spiritual formation years, right? And so we want to give them, like big picture, we want to give them something that, that is going to create a firm foundation. Faith right, yeah. We don't want them to become adults 30 years old and go, I didn't know that. I don't know. I like. I'm talking about basic formative spiritual things that, you know, I learned – you know, in, in vacation Bible school, you know, or, or think I learned growing up, I, I want, I want, and, and of course, you know, no one comes from a perfect formative background. No one, we didn't learn it all. Our, our churches, you know, um, you know, no church is perfect no, in, in I, the way they teach, yeah, but I mean, we want every them pa- to get the basics of the core of their, of their faith. We want them to do, to have that, you know. Yeah. Every, every church you kind of, you go to has like its niche, you know, like they're, the pastor is really good at this, and it's not that they're neglecting the other thing. You're just going to be more sound in what what they specialize in. Yeah, yeah. And and Kristen has done a good job. I mean, I think they've gone walking through the life of Jesus and, mm-hmm. and other things like that. Which you know, the they, gospels. You know, yeah, they were doing like Christmas and like they've started their Christmas study like beginning of October. Yeah, because she noticed like everyone knows the story. But no one knows the story around the story of yeah. like, the, of like, uh, John the Baptist leaping for joy, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, Ze- Zechariah and the, all the prophecies that are in the, especially Luke one and two. I mean, there's some really good stuff that gets missed, and because you, know, you do, just don't have time for it, you don't. And I heard a, a pastor say, some probably somebody well known, but I, I, their name escapes me. And he said, "You should, you shouldn't teach the 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 nativity story or the nativity narrative from Luke one, two, three. You shouldn't just teach that at Christmas time. No. Christmas time ought not to be the only time we look at Luke chapter one and two, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, and that just hit me. I thought, oh my gosh, you know, we read it, we all the, you know, all the, you know, we know we we can almost quote that all the scripture. You yeah. Know? yeah, 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 but." 
I love the fact that they're walking through that because the birth of Jesus it's 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 a it's a it's a pillar of our faith. You know, the I mean, birth, the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus. I mean, that's it. It's the most important thing since creation, right, without a doubt. And <laughs> Jesus is the core of our story. You know, yeah. the, the core of the biblical story is Jesus, and so. Mm -hmm. I love that that we're teaching it in, at different times of the year rather than December. Yeah, right. So she's do, she does a great job. I mean, I've been super impressed with her her spiritual depth and uh, the way she loves on kids well, the way she's so patient with them and and helping them engage in the life of our church. I mean, I can't say enough good things. So mm. Really thankful for her. Yeah. All right, so I think we've covered pretty much all aspects of what's going on in our student ministry right yeah. now. Um, but we've said it a couple times, a tease for the new podcast. Why don't you kind of tell us um, what we're going to be starting in the next couple weeks with the start of Advent? Yeah, um, I don't. We're still working out um, details, and I don't have a title yet, but we'll, that'll that'll come. You know, I, I, we kind of had we've been tossing around the idea of a of a a new kind of a, if you want to call a spinoff, a new podcast in the in the family of mm -hmm. podcasts in our, for our church. And um, just kind of had on my heart to, um, you know, two, two areas, two distinct areas, but um, they're um, areas that I'm very passionate about. One is, is, is our, our students, right? And mm -hmm. student ministry in general. Right. Um, the other is um, worship and how it fits into um, the life of the church. Yeah. Right? Um, corporate worship, individual worship, and just um, almost kind of a, um, to, to help our people um, engage in a, on a deeper level when it comes to their own personal worship life. Right. right. Um, and so that, that, that's been on my heart. So we're, we, it, it's going to be, uh, we're going to kind of hit different areas, kind of whatever is on our heart, but um, I'm excited about it. We'll, we'll see where it goes. I'm dreaming, thinking, planning, not sure mm -hmm. where it's going to go at this point. So if people just hang, hang out, hang on yeah. for the ride, we'll see what yep. happens. Uh, we're also planning on this being a video podcast as well. So you can watch it on YouTube and we'll be able to like chop it up and do like little TikTok stuff and stuff for that as well. Um, but it'll be it'll be exciting to uh, have a new um, facet of um, content that we're able to put out for not just the people that are able to come on a Sunday morning and and be a part of corporate worship here, but people that have connected with us on all forms of media. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of them. So yeah, and it, there's and, and and there's just been a lot on my heart, particularly just of um, uh, number one. I mean with 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 students, you know, it, it's a very hidden um, ministry sometimes in our church. You know, people don't really because it's not, you know, it's it's sort of you know there aren't adults that, in the room in the room, not, yeah, for the most part. And so what what's going on with our students? Number one, but but maybe for a parent there that their their child isn't um, plugged in yet or involved, maybe mm -hmm. you can get a taste of what we do and how we how we um, take care of our kids and and help them uh, on their spiritual journey. Maybe it it you know um, leads someone to say, "Hey, I, I would love to be." Or maybe uh, someone hears this and says, "You know, I, I don't I don't have a place to go home." You know, church church wise, mm -hmm. yeah. and I would love for my family to be involved in something like that. So maybe that's that's where this goes. Maybe it helps yeah. someone connect. Mm -hmm. um, also, I'm very passionate about. Um, um, we, we are a worshiping community. Yes, right? worship is super important yes. to us. Corporate worship is super important. Private worship, but just um, maybe uh, giving people something that, to um, that maybe will spark um, a, a deeper understanding um, and a deeper excitement for mm -hmm. worship in the life of body of believers so that, that's pretty much that's it. that's exciting uh we're gonna try and launch uh the first episode with our advent series coming out so i think what better time yeah than advent yeah i think that's what the 19th 
No, yep. no, no, no. The week after the twenty sixth. The twenty sixth. You're yep. right. So, uh, look out for the first episode. Either should be after the twenty sixth. So be look on the lookout for that. Um, Maybe we'll have a name for it by then. Hopefully, I'm, I'm looking. I'm we're, hoping we're looking. we have a name. You might need your help on that. Maybe one. we do the famous uh, no name podcast. The no name podcast. I, I was thinking of something in Latin. Ooh, I was thinking okay. of trying to find a good Latin word. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Uh, but also, uh, we just have a few things coming up starting this week. Uh, we go to one service at 1030. So, um, make sure that, uh, you're there for that. It, I enjoy being able to, I mean, we're at both services, so we get to see everybody, but it is nice to see everybody in the same place. It's so nice. And, you know, and I, I know at uh, the same time, right. And I know there, there is, uh, you know, some of our folks out there that love, getting in and out early. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we just felt like this was a, a, you know, um, a good, a good, you know, move in a direction for our church at this moment. Yep. We don't know what the future holds, nope. but, um, I, I'm excited about seeing everybody, you know, under, under one roof and, mm-hmm. um, you know, in our, in it, it, it is, you know, doing two services is, is, um, it, it's, 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 Taxing yeah. sometimes on our mm-hmm. volunteers. Volunteers. But. I mean, me and you can run no, ragged yeah, all day. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. But we get I'm, paid to do this. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, it's very taxing on our, especially our two teams because we're in charge of those two teams and yeah. we and we see it. I mean, they they're, they're here before anyone, mm-hmm, you know, and they're they're skilled individuals in what they're doing, and it it wears on them. Well, um, and we always need to guard against burnout with yep. our volunteers, and and because we have such great volunteers here, and and we want to we want to take care of them. And this is that wasn't the only reason, but no, it was one of the reasons. But it was a prayerful reason. It was, and we got you know we've got plenty of room in that in that auditorium for for everyone, and so come on. And if we need to, you know, if we need to go back to two services at a point, well, hopefully that'll be the case yes. at some point. We will, and yep. I'm excited about that. Uh, too so and then also this coming week we're gonna have a special guest speaker thing graph grapham i keep wanting to say grantham and it's not that it's graph grapham yeah from hope project international it's hard to say it is than grapham yeah say that three times i'll uh, no i'll mess it up or i'll say something wrong <laughs> but uh him and his wife megan are coming and uh they are uh going to be speaking about the work that they're doing in several countries around the world uh specifically we are we have partnered with them for a Central America mission trip that 11 ministry partners are going to go on in February so they're going to give us kind of like an overview of all that and during that service we're going to take a special offering for that uh, mission trip because it's not easy what um, what the team will be doing is building two houses supplying a food bank and then partnering with the local church there and the cost is about seventeen thousand four hundred dollars so we're going to do a special offering to um really help uh launch this team and make uh missions a priority like our students already have because um if you've like if you've seen our students coming back from new orleans or They've gone other places, but I'm drawing a blank. Boston, um, they come spiritually recharged, physically exhausted. Yeah, for sure. And this is something that's been on my heart since we launched out as a church in 2019, and 2024 is the year. Yeah. So um, we, we really want our church to be a church for... Not just the local community, not just the internal community, but for the global community, because God is a glo- our God is a global God. Yeah, it's a great commission. Like we're mm-hmm. we're we're called to go out, you know, yep. starting at home and then working our way out. And I, you're right. I mean, I'm glad you mentioned you know students and you know we've been passionate about student missions for a long, long time. And 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 the time is right for to open that up for to, to be church wide, to be church wide. And mm-hmm. this is the 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 start, just the start, one of many. Um, and I couldn't be more excited. I, I can't go, unfortunately, in this first one, but I'm excited about you know all the places that we we will we'll get to go in the future. And 
Um, we want our, of course, we want all ages to be involved in this. Yep. And so I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think it's going to do, uh, um, I think it's going to be amazing ministry. Um, I, I love being at the start of something. Yes. Right. Yeah. This is the beginning. It's a birth of a, a new ministry in our church, mm-hmm. and that's that's exciting. I'm, mm-hmm. I love new stuff. Anyway, yeah. So. Uh, so that's November 12th. And then uh, November 19th, Pastor Shannon has a very special message that she's going to deliver. Again, one service at 1030. Uh, so we really want you to be at church November 19th. Um, I don't I don't know what other way to say it than that. You need to be at church on November 19th. Yeah, it's going to be good. And we've you know, we've we talked a lot behind the scenes of just kind of what's on our heart and, you know, the direction God has us going and all the new things going on and just in and, and you know, this is a time of year where um, people are so busy. Mm-hmm. Right? Our people, you're you out there, if you're listening, you're so busy. We're you're busy. probably going somewhere. Yeah. Go right now. And um and, which is great, but it's a, it's an opportunity to kind of refocus and recenter mm-hmm. on 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 what's important and we all all have an opportunity to do that and um, just engaging in the life of the church and reconnecting if 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 we've gotten disconnected a little bit yep. or whatever. I mean, that's exciting to me, you know, because it's a new, it's a fresh beginning. Yep. So, all right. Well, I think we have. I think that is a good place to stop for today. Um, we will see you Sunday, and uh, me and Pastor Shannon will be back next week with a new episode. So, um, I think we say, see you bye. See you bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.